This is Media Moves, the podcast for executives to make sense of the perpetually moving media landscape. I'm Adam Ryan. All right, welcome back to Media Moves. Today we have another five minute episode to give you something to talk about in your work Slack, Zoom, or uh, wherever you talk to your media colleagues. Today's topic has to do with something, a trend I've been noticing on Twitter a lot and feedback from not just creators, but also operators, which is this almost like negative perception of using paid marketing in a media company. And it's so interesting because a lot of people know Morning Brew and The Hustle and many of these larger, newer media companies that so many people are emulating now used paid marketing as the number one growth engine by far. And at the time, Everyone was like, wow, these businesses are amazing. And today, there's this perception that it means your media company has lower value, that there's there's less actual quality content with it, that it's almost more of an arbitrage. And I want to challenge everyone to just take that framework and think about it from a different viewpoint today. Is Let's first th- say the thing. Using paid growth in any business, paid marketing is arbitrage. Ultimately, you're just trying to put your money in front of eyeballs for cheaper than what those eyeballs can give back to you. Whether you're an e-com, B2B, SaaS, or advertising, newsletter business, doesn't matter what it is. Marketing is arbitrage. With that in mind, the biggest marketing companies in the world are Ford, Amazon, Netflix is spending tons of money now. Are those businesses bad because they spend marketing dollars? No. Why aren't they bad, though? When Amazon markets Prime, no one says, well, God, that subscription just not that valuable because they use paid marketing to grow their audience. No, there's not a response like that. It's because the product is actually great. People love it. And the reality is in order to get in front of more eyeballs and more people, when you have great product market fit, you need to market. And there have been more and more media companies particularly if you look at some of the failures that's happened on the media company side, there have been people advertising newsletters before there's product market fit. That is a huge mistake. Don't do that. The advantage of working for Workweek particularly is a lot of our creators had already had newsletters. There's already organic growth. There's some baseline there of like, okay, this is actually doing well. You can throw fuel in the fire. If you're a media company, and you haven't done paid growth, but you have a newsletter that's just been growing organically for years, you are making a terrible operating decision. Invest in paid growth. It will not hurt your reputation. It will not diminish the list quality if you do it correctly. It will only throw fuel on the fire. And the notion that a lot of operators are having is that like, oh, well, if that company or if that creator or if that newsletter uses paid growth, it's lower quality. It's just wrong. What is lower quality is if you haven't tested product market fit. So here are my two ways that I test product market fit for a newsletter. One, organic growth. If you're not growing organically, you don't have product market fit. Normally, it should take about two to three months if you're a creator to get to 1,000 subscribers. If you're a media business, it totally depends on how you're promoting it internally. Also, please don't fool yourself. If you have an audience like on a podcast that's huge or you have a different newsletter that's really big and you get to 30, 40,000 subscribers really quickly, don't act like that's product market fit. That just means you have a good audience elsewhere. That doesn't mean that newsletter or that product is actually good. Don't mistake yourself in that way. 
That's the first thing is check organic growth and not just from promotion to your other audiences. Second, this really goes hand in hand in the first month or two, but I love to look at total open rate over unique open rate. It's a weird metric that you're like, why? A lot of people are like, total open rate is worthless. Here's why. If having a good unique open rate is obviously wonderful, but in the very beginning, what you're looking for is are your top readers actually either going back to read that on their phone, like they want to finish the whole thing, or are they sharing it with others? The only way to really measure that is with total open rate. In your first couple of months, I'm looking, if you want really identify product market fit, I'm looking for the total open rate to be 100%, double of what unique open rate. So for example, if you have a 50% unique open rate, your total open rate should be 100%. That means people are sharing your content it means they're going back to their phone to finish the newsletter and read it twice. There's really a good sign. The fun story that I have there is this was also a metric at the hustle that I would use to measure success of content. We sent out a newsletter every Sunday, which are long form content. After studying that data for years, I recognized that if that metric happened where the total opens was double of unique opens on one of our Sunday stories, I could bet that it was going to go viral. And one day we sent out this, uh, Zach Crockett did an amazing story about Chick-fil-A way before a lot of these people have started writing about Chick-fil-A, how it was harder to own a Chick-fil-A than to get into Harvard. And I checked it at like 6 a.m. He sent it at like 5. I checked it at 6 a.m. And it had like uh, total opens were like more than double already. It's like 2.1 of unique opens. And I was like, oh my, oh my God, this is going to go viral. It was front page of Hacker News, Reddit, put it on the front page. This was before that happened. Now think about that. You can use this data to not only identify product market fit, which then allows you to understand paid growth, but you can use some of this data to understand what type of content are people loving, which then you can put paid growth behind because we ran ads to that Chick-fil-A story for months. And it was a high quality audience with super effective open rates. And that's how you build a sustainable audience using paid growth and how you get rid of this mindset that paid growth is this negative action that you do with a media company. All right. That's what I got for today. Let me know what you think at Adam RY underscore in on Twitter. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to stay ahead of media's next move, then make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you listen. And if you enjoyed this episode, why not share it with a friend? I'll see you next time.